Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for just about everything that is horror. And we are your hosts. My name is Justin. And my name is Brandon. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Not too bad. Welcome in. Super excited to be here today. Indeed. This is a, a classic. I mean, there's it's one of those movies like Silence of the Lambs that kind of transcended the genre and is like accepted by non-horror people as mm-hmm. like a classic great movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes yeah. them go, oh, horror isn't just garbage. We can like it too. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, like... I told you, um, so upon recommendation over the weekend, I had really got sucked into the show Jupiter's Legacy, mm-hmm. and um, I should have been putting that towards watching The Exorcist, but mm-hmm. I got hooked, and I'm like, this is good. <laughs> and so I watched it, but like, I got home I got home from work Sunday, and it was like 13-hour day, and I'm like, all right, I'm tired. So I started watching it. Halfway through, I fell asleep. Yeah. I'm like, I wake up, and I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I can finish it up. It's no problem. And, and then I get home and I finish it up. And the next night, and I'm just sitting there on my couch watching it, just like <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 years. Really? It's been a while. But it's I don't normally do like the um, your exorcisms or your possessions like mm-hmm. in those horror subgenres. You know, they're generally not on the top of the list of the ones to watch for me. And I know that's kind of sad, especially with this movie, because it's so damn good. Yeah, and that statement just makes me sad, but it's okay. Okay. I like a good possession movie. I like a good ghost movie. It's, you know, I mean, your paranormal activities and your uh, exorcism of Emily Rose and all that stuff. I haven't watched that one in a long time, but... I There's some good either. ones out there. But but see, and, and don't take that as I don't like them. They're just not, like, if I'm going to sit down and watch a horror movie, it's generally going to be Halloween. a slasher or it's going to be some sort of psychological thriller. Um, but some of, like, I'll give you that, like, uh, White Noise. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I was a big fan of it. Maybe it's just Michael Keaton. He but, is great. <laughs> it, that's on my uh, HBO Max to watch list. I'm yeah. hoping to watch it soon, but we'll see. Because there's something about paranormal movies that um, I guess you could kind of say they kind of get to me. So, like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was watching White Noise in theaters, and I'm not, like, easily scared by movies. And not that that movie scared me, and I, I think it might have happened a little bit with Paranormal Activity, but, like, when like these ghosty things start to happen. I get this really weird, like shortness of breath. I don't like mm. anxiety or some really yeah. weird thing where I'm just like, okay, like I'm, I'm having a hard time catching my breath and I don't know <laughs> what it is. Cause it's not like, it's, it's the demon scary. inside you. It might be, <laughs> it might be, but like, yeah, just watching it, especially the second half of exorcism. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, Oh, holy shit. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing. We both, I think, watched the same cut. Yeah. About the, um, two hours and 12 minutes yep, or so. Yeah, the director, the... the so-called directors i think it's yeah. the director's cut or never never seen before footage yeah but um holy it, fuck. It, it's it is it's a slow burn and it's one of those things and we'll talk about it when we get into the movie like there's stuff that happens at the beginning you kind of forget about because it's not really relevant mm-hmm. for another hour or so but yeah. it all is necessary and it all works and it all just plays into being amazing it's why that last half hour where everything happens <laughs> is is yeah. so powerful it pay, the payoff um like a lot like you know saying the payoff is worth it is kind of like an understatement because like it 100 percent is accurate like yeah. holy shit yeah uh this That's is no longer streaming anywhere uh it was on hbo max until about like a week ago yeah <laughs> um about two days ago from recording this, but about a week mm-hmm. ago from release. Yeah. Um, so you have to rent it or buy it or whatever on whatever you want it to, to watch. I think I saw it on, like, Stars, but I don't yeah, have Stars, so... They have it on some of the um, premium subscriptions, so if, like, you have yeah. um, the premiums for, um, like, Hulu and mm-hmm. stuff like that, then you can get it. Um, if you don't have it, just buy it. I should yeah. have bought it. And so what had happened is... I have Vudu in one room, and I have Amazon. I have Amazon and Vudu in one room, and I have Amazon in another room. And so I'm starting to watch this movie, and the first half is fine. Yeah. And then um, I go inside the next day, and I'm watching it, and my wife's like, "She's not my daughter. She's amazing. She's like, she's not watching this with you." And I said, <laughs> "No, I I agree." And so I ended up renting it on two different TVs just because I didn't have Vudu. And I'm like, I should have just fucking bought it and sweated my ass off in the garage and watched it. But I'll buy it when it goes on sale. Just buy a disc. I'm sure it's like 10 bucks. Right. Or I'll just wait. Or I'll look for like the box of it or something. Uh, For those that haven't seen it, when a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her eventually. (laughs) Eventually. Uh, (laughs) The tagline I found is somewhere between science and superstition. There's another world, the world of darkness. Oh, <laughs> murder and darkness. Murder. <laughs> darkness. <laughs> Directed by William Friedkin, written by William Peter Blady, uh, based on The Exorcist by William Peter Blady, is how I'm going to say that. Uh, starring Ellen Burstein, Max von Sydow, Lee J. Cobb. Kit, Kitty Wynn, Jack Mc, Jesus, McGowan, uh, Jason Miller, and Linda Blair. It was released um, December 26, 1973. Yes. Did you, by chance, watch... There's a documentary on uh, Shudder, I believe it is, that's about this movie. Um, or the director, not. or one... One or the I don't I don't remember I didn't click on I was because I was trying to find where I could watch this movie without having to pay, yeah. and um, there is something on there that has to do with Friedkin and I don't hmm. know if it was a documentary about him, the movie or both and so I just thought to give that a look see yeah I was actually uh, borrowing your shutter uh, what over the last couple weeks or so and watching things like documentaries and stuff so good I well, I'm glad it's getting but... some use because oh yeah. Well, like today, I got off work fucking two and a half hours ago. Like, what? 
Like I'm, I'm, I got some stuff to catch up on, but maybe mm-hmm. if I can start getting out at these decent times, I can start catching up on some stuff because I got a list growing. Oh yeah, I mean, there's oh, definitely some interesting stuff. That In Search of Darkness, four-hour-long slog of '80s movies, like it's super. Yeah. It's interesting, and there's a sequel as well for more '80s movies. Oh, yeah, there it like, is. Yeah, That's they go into <laughs> some obscure ones, and but it's just at a certain point, it's like I don't care. It's yeah. fine. Like they're all <laughs> fine. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, the, I feel like that's more my burn right there. The, the '80s horror. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this had a budget of only twelve million dollars and a box office of four hundred and forty-one point three million dollars. So yep. it did pretty well. Yeah, it is the highest-grossing horror movie of all time. Correct. You know, I don't know. I think... I thought it said that. You keep talking, I'll look it up. Yeah, because I feel like things like Saw and uh, Blair Witch and uh, Paranormal Activity kind of eke those out because they were so cheap to make. Yeah. But you look that up and I'll keep going. Uh, Aspects of Blatty's fictional novel were inspired by by the 1949 exorcism performed on an anonymous young boy known as Roland Doe or... Robbie Mannheim, these are pseudonyms, by the Jesuit priest uh, F.R. William S. Uh, Bodern, who formerly mm-hmm. taught at both St. Louis University and St. Louis uh, University High School. Those family became convinced that the boy's aggressive behavior was attributable to demonic possession and called upon the services of several Catholic, Catholic priests, including Baud- Bowdern, uh, to perform the rite of exorcism. It was one of the one of three exorcisms to have been sanctioned by the Catholic Church in the U.S. at that time. Later analysis by paranormal skeptics has concluded Doe was likely a mentally ill teenager acting out, as the actual events uh, likely to have occurred, such as words being carved on skin, were such that they <laughs> could have been faked by Doe himself. Right. So, um, I found a few things... Um so, according to Forbes, uh, in 2019, um, it says that for demo, uh, domestic gross, the it says lifetime domestic gross, 25 top. Um, it says it, 2017, was number one with 327. Sure. And it says The Exorcist is in fifth with 233. But... Then you go with um, adjusted rankings, and it says it's on the all-time list at number two at grossing just under $1 billion behind Jaws. That grossed mm-hmm. $1.1. Um, I want to say that I thought I saw that on, like, Wikipedia or something like that, but I'm not 100% sure. But it, I, I know it's in the top five, at least, for yeah. um, for grossing. And I'm so... I, Which ain't not too shabby. No, it's not, given that that was so long ago and the fact that, like movies cost more to go to now so like yeah. when an it seems to be the number one grossing like that makes a little more sense yeah because given... it just came out and that's crazy expensive to go to the movies yes it is uh the novel changed several details of the case such as changing the gender of the allegedly possessed victim from boy to a girl and changing the victim's age Despite the relatively minor changes that were made, the film depicts everything that could be verified by those individuals. In order to make the film, Friedkin was allowed access to the diaries of the priests involved, as well as the doctors and nurses. 
He also discussed the events with those ant in great detail. Friedkin has said that he does not believe that the, quote, head spinning actually occurred, but mm-hmm. this has been disputed. Hmm. Uh, Ellen Burstein received the part of Chris after she phoned Friedkin and empathetically stated that she was, quote, destined to play Chris. Studio head Ted Ashley vigorously opposed casting her, not only telling Friedkin that he would do so over his dead body, but dramatizing that opposition by making Friedkin walk over him as he lay on the floor, then grabbing the director's leg and telling him he would come back from the dead if necessary to keep Friedkin from doing so. (laughs) Yeesh. However, (laughs) no other alternatives emerged, and Ashley relented. So it happened anyway. Tough shit. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Friedkin spotted Jason Miller following a performance of Miller's play that championship season in New York when Miller later called him back uh, he had read the novel and told the director quote that guy is me referring to Father Karras Miller had Miller had had a Catholic Catholic education and had studied to be a Jesuit priest himself for three years at Catholic University of America until experiencing a crisis of faith just as Karras at the beginning of the story ooh yeah Wow. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eleanor Blair came in unannounced to the director's New York office with her daughter, Linda. The agency representing Linda had not sent her for the part, but she had previously met with Warner Brothers' casting department and then with Friedkin. Both mother and daughter impressed the director. Friedkin originally intended to use Blair's voice electronically, uh, electronically deepened and roughened for the demon's dialogue, Although Friedkin felt this worked fine in some places, he felt scenes with the demon confronting the two priests lacked the dramatic power required and selected Oscar-winning actress Mercedes McCambridge, McCambridge? Let's go with McCambridge, an experienced voice actress to provide the demon's voice. Ooh. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. More. Actress More. Ellen... <laughs> <laughs> Eileen Dietz... Uh, stood in for Blair in the crucifix scene, uh, the fistfight with Father Karras, and other scenes that were too violent or disturbing for Blair to perform. Thank God. All right. Uh, she also appears as the face of Pazuzu. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Word. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, Mark Rydell was hired to direct, but William Peter Blady insisted on Friedkin instead because he wanted his film to have the same energy as Friedkin's previous film, The French Connection, which is a classic. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. After a standoff with the studio, which initially refused to budge over Rydell, Blady eventually got his way. Seems to be a common theme. Principal photography for Exorcist began on August 21st, 1972. Shooting schedule was estimated to run 105 days, but ultimately ran well over 200. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yawned and I'm like, God, that was a long time. <laughs> oh, wow. 200 days? Yeah, that's nuts. God, do you like a movie coming? I mean, obviously, you know, different times, but like you hear yeah. a movie being done in like 30, you know, 45, whatever, mm-hmm. but like. Well, two, yeah, and they have first units and second units and people shooting at the same time. Like, yeah. No, I, this I kind know, of shit would never fly now. <laughs> no. I was like watching this movie and I'm like, 
um, <laughs> isn't she 12? Yeah. Like, well, and there's yeah. some stuff that they get into. Like, she was actually injured in that when she was flipping up and down on the bed. I bet. She, like, seriously hurt her back. I, I bet. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. that in fun facts, but... Oh, yeah. you got some fun facts? They're pretty fun or I'm pretty ex- horrible, depending on your uh, slant. Uh-huh. The film's opening sequences were filmed uh, in and near the city of Mosul, Iraq. Uh, the archaeological dig site seen at the film's beginning is the actual site of ancient Hatra, south of Mosul. Hope I'm pronouncing these right. Temperatures during the day's filming took place there reached 54 degrees Celsius, which is about 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. <laughs> Limiting shooting to the early mornings and late evening. I'm Yuck. fucking burning <laughs> up just thinking about that. Damn. Yeah. It opened in 24 theaters, grossing $1.9 million in its first week, setting house records in each theater, and within its first month, the film had grossed $7.4 million nationwide, uh, by which Time Warner's executives expected the film to easily surpass My Fair Lady's $34 million take to become the studio's most financially successful film. Awesome. Uh, the huge crowds attracted to the film forced the studio to expand it into wide release very quickly. Two years later, Universal would learn from The Exorcist and open Jaws on 500 screens across the country. Yes, they did, because yeah. Jaws <laughs> is like the movie the that first made more... blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, made more than Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, Jaws is where the term blockbuster comes from. Yeah. Because the lions were literally wrapping around the block... Wow, Jaws is so busting awesome. Busting them. <laughs> so awesome. That's a summertime movie right there. Well, it could be a future pick. Just saying. <laughs> I got my next several picked out, but... Uh, yeah, I got my next know. few picked out as well. Hmm. And so maybe we'll do an alteration. We'll see. Yeah. Well, uh, compare notes and see. There's one that I'm picking that I think you might want to do. So... Okay. We'll see. Post-production <laughs> meeting. We'll talk about mm-hmm. it. After several reissues, the film has grossed $232.6 million in the U.S. and Canada, which, when adjusted for inflation, makes it the ninth highest-grossing film of all time in the U.S. and Canada, and the top-grossing R-rated film of all time. As of 2019, it had grossed $441 million worldwide. Adjusted to 2014 prices, Exorcist has grossed $1.8 billion. So that what sounds a bit different than uh, the the numbers you were stating earlier, but oh, blame Forbes, close. man! I was I I only pulled up one thing because I wasn't going to go too on about it, but mm. I I know I read somewhere that it has made some money. Yeah, and this is all from Wikipedia, so you know, of course, I mean, do with that as you will. Kind of, uh, I mean, just like we got discovered, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no shade, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't sound like it. Uh, Stanley Kaufman in The New Republic wrote, quote, This is the scariest film I've ever seen in years. I've seen in years. Uh, The only scary film I've seen in years, if you want to be shaken, and I found out uh, while the picture was going that that's what I wanted, then The Exorcist (laughs) will scare the hell out of you. (laughs) I didn't realize I wanted it until I got it, then I realized I needed it. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Arthur D. Murphy of Variety noted that it was, quote, an expert telling of a supernatural horror story. The climactic sequence uh, sequences assault the senses and the intellect 
with pure cinematic terror. Hell yeah. Indeed. <laughs> uh, one more of those. Vincent Canby writing in the New York Times dismissed The Exorcist as a, quote, chunk of elegant occultist claptrap. A practically impossible film to sit through. It establishes a new low for grotesque special effects. Ooh, I Which in the world of quote. horror is like, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, or just like, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Everything after this is like, hold my beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's some stuff in this movie that I've never seen in another movie, really. Well, mm-hmm. Evil Dead remake yeah. aside. But like, I could. I'm good. I don't need to see that again. <laughs> you know, like. But this. Well, movie, I mean, that's. You know, talking about the slow beginning. Like, this is one of those films that like seeps inside of you and really gets to you. Like, I was thinking of watching the first one and the third one, which I've never seen, and uh-huh. I've heard is worth watching as opposed I don't know to if two. I've seen the third one. Apparently, two is garbage, but three is really good. Okay. But after watching one, I was like, I don't want to do this again. Like, I need a break i want to watch some simpsons trios of horror and just like have a, a pleasant evening yeah that movie is heavy yeah it really for is. two hours it really seeps in and weighs yeah uh 100%. director martin scorsese placed the exorcist on his list of the 11 scariest horror films of all time uh stanley kubrick robert eggers and david fincher placed exorcist as one of their favorite films in 2008, the film was selected by Empire as one of the 500 greatest movies ever made. It was also placed on a similar list of 1,000 films by New York Times. Ooh. So there's a ton of awards here. I hope I did this right, but we will see. So for the Academy Awards, uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress Ellen Burstein, Best Supporting Actor, Jason Miller. Best Supporting Actress, Linda Blair. Uh, Best Screenplay Based on Material from Another Medium, which it won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nominated for Best Art Direction. Best Cinematography. Best Film Editing. And it won Best Sound. Okay, I can see that. So it was nominated for a shit ton of things. And that's just uh, the Academy Awards. For Golden Globes, it won Best Motion Picture Drama. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was nominated Best Actress, Ellen Bernstein. Um, Ellen Bernstein. 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 I'm pronouncing things wrong. Uh, Best Supporting Actor nominated Max von Sydow. Uh, let's see. Linda Blair won Best Supporting Actress. That doesn't surprise me. When I was watching this movie, I'm like, because she's so young, I'm like, she yeah. acts the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, she For freaking a kid. rocks it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Friedkin won Best Director. It also won Best Screenplay and was nominated promis- Most Promising Newcomer for Linda Blair. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, last couple things before we get into fun facts. The American Film Institute lists uh, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Thrills at number three. And AFI's 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains, Regan is number nine. Oh, nice. Yeah. So not I too shabby. A, I have my, my, I recently got my Regan um, Toonie Terror. Lucky bastard. I ordered them from Horror Merch, but I haven't 
gotten it yet. I have a feeling it's going to be lumped in with my Frankenstein in September. Well, so I noticed it was the same thing. I think it was horror merch, man. Like, if you buy one thing that has a pre-order mm-hmm. or whatever, like, it was the same thing with my uh, my Ultimate Scream NECA and then the Toonie Terrors that I had ordered. Yeah. Um, it was to the point where I'm like, hey, are these going to ship? I sent, like, an email, and they're like, well, what we can do is, like, we're still waiting on this, but if we can split it up and send you what we have now and i'm like please yeah because i ordered these like seven months ago <laughs> yeah decks yeah Fucking love the store though got a bunch of stuff so yeah. i'm not in any hurry to i need to find room for it first right uh so some fun facts here the studio wanted marlon brando for the role of lancaster Marin. Uh, Friedkin huh. immediately vetoed this by stating it would become a Brando movie. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson was up for the part of Karis before Stacy Keach was hired by Blady. Stacy Keach was in this. Well, that's what uh, I—that's what the thing said, and I think that might be wrong. But yeah, because I don't remember seeing Stacy Keach in this. But then again, it's also like. What, 1973, so who knows? Yeah. I don't even know what Stacey Keach looked like um, in 1975. Moving on. Uh, according to Friedkin, Paul Newman also wanted to portray Karis, which would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, three, list, three A-list actresses of the time were considered for Chris. Friedkin's first approached Audrey Hepburn, who said she was willing to take the role, but only if the movie could be shot in Rome, since she had moved to Italy with her husband. Hmm. Um, They looked next to Anne Bancroft. She, too, was willing, but asked if production could be delayed nine months, as she had just gotten pregnant. And Jane Fonda, next on the list, turned down the film as a, quote, piece of capitalist rip-off bullshit. (laughs) So there's um, that. Yeah, there's an article on Screen Rant that says every famous actor who almost played Father Karras, and Stacey Keach was almost cast almost. for that. Yeah. Okay. Apparently there's quite a few. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, the first actresses considered for Regan were names known to the public. Uh, Pameline Ferdin, a veteran of science fiction and supernatural drama, was a candidate but was ultimately turned down because of her career thus far mm-hmm. had made her too familiar to the public. Uh, April Winchell was considered until she developed... Wow, I'm not going to say that right. <laughs> P-Y-E-L-O-N-E-P-H-R-I-T-I-S. Paolonephritis. Sure. Sounds uh, like it sucks. And could not work. <laughs> uh Denise Nickerson, who played Violet Beauregard on Willy Wonka, it's awesome, was considered, <laughs> but, uh, but the material troubled her parents too much. Uh, you don't say. Yeah. My Weird. daughter has to do what with a crucifix? <laughs> We're out. All We're pass. out. Thanks, though. Yeah. Anissa Jones, known for her role as Buffy in uh, Family Affair, auditioned for the role, but she, too, was rejected for much the same reasons as Ferdin. Man, I got a lot of freaking facts here yeah uh, <laughs> it's all good i am fine with it thank you warner had approached arthur penn stanley kubrick and mike nichols to direct all of whom turned the project down uh yanked violently around in harnesses both blair and burstein suffered back injuries and their painful screams were included in the film 
Burstein injured her back after landing on her coccyx when a stuntman jerked her around using a special effects cable during the scene when uh, Regan slaps her mother. Oh, yeah. He just knocks her right to the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the house from which Karis falls is set back slightly from the stairs, the film was... Uh, the film crew constructed an extension with a false front to the house in order to film the scene. The stuntman tumbled down the stairs twice. Georgetown University students charged people around $5 each to watch the stunt from the rooftops. Oh, how cool. <laughs> uh, the bedroom set was refrigerated to capture the authentic icy breath of the actors in mm-hmm. the exorcism scenes. It was chilled so much that a thin layer of snow fell onto the set uh, one human morning. Oh, that's so cool. I was wondering how <laughs> they were doing that, if it was just really that cold. Because I'm like, man, yeah. it looks like it's really fucking cold in there. And it was. Well, Since yeah. the set lighting warmed the air, it could only remain cold enough for three minutes of filming at a time. Ooh. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder it took 200 days. You could only shoot three <laughs> minutes at a time. Yeah, given that <laughs> given that it's two hours and twelve minutes, depending on which version you watch, you're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul Batesman, convicted of murdering a journalist several years after the film, is the radiographer talking to Reagan through the cerebral angiography. So Ooh. the doctor was yeah. uh, later convicted of murder. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, when the film was made, Von Saito was only 44, but was made to look like he was 74. He looks the same in that movie as he did in fucking uh, um, Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I kind of forgot ageless. that's... <laughs> yeah. I forgot that's who that was. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, special sound effects for the film were created by Ron Nagel, Doc Siegel... Gonzalo Gavira and Bob Fine. Nagel spent two weeks recording animal sounds, including bees, dogs, hamsters, and pigs. These were incorporated into the multi-layered mix of the demon's voice. Makes sense. That's actually kind of cool. I thought so. Two more. Uh, Two communities, Boston and Hadesburg, Mississippi, attempted to prevent the film from being shown outright in their jurisdictions. A court in the former city blocked the ban, saying the film did not meet the U.S. Supreme Court standard of obscenity. (laughs) Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Last one. The film was protested against around the U.K. by the Nationwide Festival of Light, a Christian public action group concerned with the influence of media on society and especially on the young. These protests involved members of local clergy and concerned citizens handing out leaflets to those uh, queuing to see the film, offering spiritual support afterwards for those who asked for it. (laughs) How sweet. (laughs) I know. Gee, Justin, you got any more fun facts there? No. You're starting to read off like me. I know. It's (laughs) an interesting movie, though. But they're so fun. It is fun. I'm glad you had fun. I had fun. No, that's that's my same thought process going through. I'm like, God, these are. I'm having so much fun reading them. It's necessary. Well, and that was pared down. Like I go through <laughs> and I actually like. I don't just read them off a website. Like I actually go through and and weed out. And those are like the coolest ones. And there, but that's, there's so much stuff with this movie. 
Don't you decide on me like that. Full you on. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't full on shade. Just a teeny yeah, bit. <laughs> just a little bit of shade. You're like, I'm going to do the same thing as you, but I'm going to do it just a little bit differently so that when I, when I do slightly shade you, you can't say anything back because it is different. <laughs> and better. <laughs> oh, there it is. You fuck. <laughs> Still Moving on. Yeah. Oh, All I right. hit you with your own line. Hmm. Mm. Hit you with something. All right, let's get into the actual movie. Could we please? I'm waiting Thanks. on you, bud. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I already kind of talked about the idea of the it opening in Iraq, and mm-hmm. like you, you do forget about it. Well, uh, the one thing about it is like it's kind of cool that like they said Iraq on the screen, mm-hmm. and then they're actually filming it there. Like it's yeah. not just in some desert in Utah or yeah, you know it's somewhere not else back like it's... alley California <laughs> with yeah exactly like it's legit Middle East I'm like okay that's awesome yeah I mean I would imagine those are actually like native people that lived there worked there did stuff mm-hmm. there and... it definitely it definitely helped um, the immersion factor too because you're just like okay so you know this isn't typical Hollywood you know we're in Iraq but you know, these are our Iraqis, but they're really just, you know, lightly, people lighter we, shades of white people. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> people we face painted and uh, yeah. get ridiculed for later. Yeah, so horrible. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing to talk about is the, the music, which is very Ooh. iconic. Yes. But really only plays like three or four times. Yeah, it does. And um, I remember, even though The Exorcist um, isn't up there in my like pantheon of horror films like it's not far out but it's like mm-hmm. not quite there but like theme music wise the the music for this movie is high in higher regard to me <laughs> than what the actual movie itself is because like for the longest time that was my ringtone yeah you know because it's a lot more subtle than you know rocking the halloween which i you know is still my ringtone now but like sure with at least with exorcist you don't get like side-eyed being like oh, dude it's may <laughs> Why you know what are you doing like you haven't changed it since october it's like no that's what it is all the time yeah. but we are but, horror all of the time it's yeah. what we do yeah this isn't yeah this is what yeah who we are yeah yeah fucking but it, it's ear, and it is ears. it's one of those incredibly well-known themes that i think if you played it someone go i know that song but might mm-hmm. not know what it's from yep but it it surprised me watching it the other day where it was like oh okay so it's at the beginning and then, like, one other time, and, the, and yeah. then at the end. I, like, I wish oh. I was better at editing so I could be like, hey, right here. And then pop a little sample of it in there. <laughs> Don't sue us. Bang. Yeah, please. We don't own this music. <laughs> I just want to give you a sample. I mean, we're reviewing so great. it. Yeah, it's technically it's a review, so we're not true. We can do a snippet use. in term of a review. <laughs> um, we talked about the, sl- the slow burn of this movie, and I liked that... It was subtle. I mean, mm-hmm. even compared to like, you know, a paranormal activity or something where you have rattling bookcases or, you know, a, a door swings open or whatever. This is, you know, rattling in the attic that the mom assumed was rats. Mm-hmm. Then the bed, the bed shaking, but we don't see it. She just says it. Mm-hmm. And so the mom thinks that she's lying. Yeah. You fucking lie to me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Whack! Slap you. Give me a slap, and I'll slap you back. <laughs> well, it definitely, it's like 
I had a hard time with she was just sort of acting up and okay now we're taking her to a doctor yeah I felt like that was a bit quick but then once it got into it and she's seeing all these doctors and going in for all these tests like that was more disturbing almost than the ending yeah because it's like this is real this is what would really happen and this is what people really go through in these cases and that's I think it helps to the believability of it I think I think it's Mm -hmm. why it affected people so much and still does because it's like they're just torturing her with all of these tests so much so that it's like by the time you get to the ending it's like god I feel so fucking bad for this girl right already gone through all of this horrible shit that nobody wants to i mean spinal taps are no fucking joke she has like three of them right like, and then what in the the neck where they're pulling like the blood was kind of shooting out i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> no thanks and then finally the bed shakes and the mom actually sees it and mm-hmm. jumps on it and tries to get it to stop and can't but yeah. I was looking, because they're doing all these medical tests, and I looked at the time, and we were, we only had an hour left in the movie, so it was halfway over, and we still hadn't gotten, oh, hey, maybe it's a a possession. Right, it goes, like, it, like, slow climb, and then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I have a... Yeah, I, I have later, Father Marin arrives, and there's only about 30, 40 minutes left of the movie. Yeah. And it's a two-hour movie. That <laughs> shot, I actually have a um, a bandbox print, of I think, of that part of the movie. Ooh. It's awesome. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever run out of wall space and need to like have some of those here... <laughs> Let me know, know. Just for safekeeping, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dure it. I'll do it. Well, my goal is to hopefully someday have a like a horror studio for yeah. recordings. Hmm. If this show that ever takes nice. off and we we get to the level to where we got to go to the recording studio, yeah, that'd be sick. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Not record in your garage anymore. Oh. Or me and my lavish uh, basement office <laughs> my with toys. Lavish basement. No, man. Like, I'm in the process. Like, I like. I need to move all this stuff back inside the house because it is uncomfortable in this garage right now. Sure. But I also was like, man, okay, busy, 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 record, Mm -hmm. record tomorrow for my other show. And then Friday, probably go hiking. Saturday, recover from hiking because I'm fat. (laughs) And then back (laughs) to work on Sunday. Like, I don't have a lot of time. You know what I feel like you shouldn't do? Go hiking. (laughs) Hey, it's something I need to do. Sure, so do I, but I'm not gonna. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Hiking is gross. Dude, I, okay, so I, it's not that bad. I enjoy hiking. Like The last one I did, we went to Leavenworth and hiked um, to Lake Colchuck, and my fat ass made it up. My, my, I think my watch recorded uh, 17 miles total. Yeesh. But I did it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, one of the things I noticed this time around that I, I mean, I haven't watched this movie in a couple of years, so maybe I remember, or, you know, just didn't remember, uh-huh. but the amount of demon faces and Pazuzu sightings as things are ramping up oh, in, like, yeah, yeah. the shadows and stuff. Like, there's a demon face on the hood of the oven hmm. when she's in the kitchen. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think I'd, 
I don't think I did notice the um, the demon face as much. Um, yeah, I I mean, there's a ton of them that I didn't see. Um, there's one on the bedroom door. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I just watched that movie, too. I know, that's why I'm showing you. Uh, Little Rosemary's Baby, continue. Uh, there was oh, one, like... I take it back, hmm. it's actually just that. Oh, that's still cool. It's still cool, but it's not the... I'd still put it on my wall if you give it to me. Would. I know you would. Same with the Rosemary's Baby. I really loved that movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. Yeah, I don't actually. I don't think I've ever seen it. If I'm gonna be, that's one of the ones I haven't seen that like I know I need to. Yeah, I made a point over the past like week to just binge, a, well, even just over the weekend, just binge a shit ton of horror movies that I'd never seen but always wanted to. Right. Yeah, you were telling me about that, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. I just want to sit down. In a nice air-conditioned room <laughs> and watch. But I told my wife I wasn't going to take everything back into that room, which means the couch and the TV and all that stuff have to stay out here. Fair. <sighs> That's a shame. Yeah. Um, and there's also a Pazuzu in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And the version we watched had the spider crawl down the stairs, which is super creepy and yeah. gross. And the blood you know, dripping out of her mouth, which I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers the spider crawl, even though it wasn't in the original theatrical cut, I don't think. Right, okay. But, yeah, I didn't remember the blood, which was really nice. It's <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> but I love that after all of these extensive tests, and the doctors are even still going, hey, let's do yet another spinal tap, because that's the best technology we have back in the 70s. Even the doctor's like, I don't fucking know, get an exorcism, maybe? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do lobotomies or any other sort of overly invasive. Yeah, no did, shit. Or did they? No, I don't think they did. No. That would stick with you. I mean, that's a needle to the upper nose eyeball thing. It's just yeah, like, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> get the bigger hammer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I won't do the voices, I promise. <laughs> I don't see things. No, not at all. Hi there. <laughs> hey. Uh, I love when Karis finally meets Regan, and he, she's basically like just taunting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And screwing with him, talking about his dead mom, and vomiting up pea soup. Which is yeah. just supposed to be bile, but it's it's pea soup. Yeah, it looks delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not in the movie, but pea soup normally, yes. Yeah. A little, a little carrot in there, maybe some bacon. Okay. I'm not so sure about the carrot, but I definitely will take the bacon. I, I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't take bacon? Right. Really. Mm. But this whole time, Karis is... You know, testing her because he doesn't believe in this shit either. And, you know, he sprinkles quote unquote holy water on her, but it's just regular tap water and it still freaks her out and stuff. And so it's like, I don't know how much of it is Pazuzu is just screwing with him Mm -hmm. or how much it's actually affecting. Like, so much so that by the end, when they're doing the full on exorcism, I was yeah. thinking, like, so is this actually working? I don't or... think it was, man. Because it's like, until you get to the end and you kind of see what happens, like, I he wasn't winning. 
He it didn't seem like it. It didn't. Like, he literally had to go full on, like, unto me. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. like Which was... I completely forgot about. Like, I forgot how it actually, like, full on ended. Mm-hmm. Which we find out apparently in Exorcist 3 that it didn't end? Question mark? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been what? watching, like, documentaries and things on, like, like, 50 best horror movies you've never seen. And one of them was Exorcist 3. Makes sense. Yeah, and it made me want to watch it because Karis comes back. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Is what I'll say. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't really believe her until there's like raised skin etchings on her stomach that say, like, help me. Yeah. Like, Regan is literally coming out through the stomach going, please take this seriously. I'm not fucking around here help me um so for those that are interested Mm -hmm. uh, uh, justin keeps kind of peddling it here but the exorcist 3 is on voodoo yes to watch for free with ads yes 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 that's it's on my watch list i just don't know if i'll actually get to it hmm yeah Next up, we have Father Marin arriving in the iconic fog shot, which is essentially the poster in every movie cover <laughs> ever. It's yep. a wonderful shot. Like, it, it is pretty incredible. Right. But, and I said it earlier, but, you know, them suiting up and entering the room, there were, was about 30 to 40 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. So in an over two-hour-long movie, the actual exorcism and the actual exorcist don't show up until there's about a half hour left. Huh. So I was looking, while you were going on there a little bit, I was looking it up, dude. Actually, in The Exorcist 3, George C. Scott is in that movie, and I had no idea. I saw that. Yeah, Sir Patton. He's in another horror movie that I've been hearing about, and I don't remember what it's called now. I'm not sure either. I'll keep looking. Oh, he's in Firestarter. No, um, he was in the Changeling. Changeling, that's the one I was thinking of. That's okay. one I want to see. Right? Yeah. Same. Uh, he's in Doctor Strange Love. Um, but Christmas Carol. Yeah. The more <laughs> that you keep talking about that, though, like, and then I look it up, and then, um, oh shit, I just read who it was too. Um, there is a other very well known person in that movie that oh Brad Dourif. Um, Durf. Durf. Um who eerily looks like my uh dad. He <laughs> plays somebody in that movie called The Gemini Killer, and that sounds awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm dead. I'm I'm dead. I was looking ahead to see what my next thing's gonna be. Uh so the exorcism happens and she's thrashing around, the bed's shaking, and it then rises up. You know, off the ground, the walls are cracking, her head spins, the eyes go blank, she rises off the bed. Like, it's such a... There's a lot the, there, yeah. Yeah, and the power of Christ compels you, like, For seven times. 17 minutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Pazuzu appears in the corner, and I don't know if the priests see it or not, but we, the audience, see it. I do like... 
So when they show her sitting on the bed and then they do kind of superimpose that face over mm-hmm. uh, Linda Blair's face, it does make it like, it's like, oh, creepy. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I mean, the makeup is incredible well, no, for they, all they, the cracked well, skin and all that stuff. For but. that. But then, yeah, they actually digitally like added a face. Right. Uh, I think the... I think they said, I think the person you said that was doing the voicing, I think it was her face they used that they kind of put it over her face as Mm -hmm. well. I don't know. I didn't have that in my fun facts, but uh, I believe it. And it was awesome. (laughs) Sounds great. But I mean, it. We got 30 minutes left of the movie, and it is so impactful and so exhausting, but in a good way. Like, it's the thing that you, when you think of The Exorcist, you think of that last 30 minutes. You don't really, mm-hmm. I mean, there there are moments here and there that you, you know, kind of stick with you, obviously, but you always think of that last 30 minutes, and not to keep harping on it, but thinking about the fact that that's just the last half hour of the movie is yeah. amazing. Yeah, also, it really is. Yeah. Um, so I found a picture of what it is. It's during this part right there where they show her mm. and they add they add the Pazuzu over her face while mm. she's sitting there on the bed. It's your creepy. new screensaver. It might be, dude. My <laughs> wife walked in the living room. She's like sick, and she walks out because she she was like, I think her dad was watching it when she was little. I think mm. even when she was twelve, she went in and she's like, mm mm. She couldn't. I'll she pass. had. A, yeah, she had a. It was a rough few weeks for her sleeping. And my wife's like, "You better not let let the kid watch this movie unless you want her in bed with you." And I was like, "You're right." Not us. No, you. please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a line when the the priests are taking a breather, and Karis is like, "Why this girl?" And he says to make us despair Mm -hmm. which i thought was really interesting like this because that is kind of the the question like why did this happen to her they find in the beginning um i'm forgetting the other priest name there marin Mm -hmm. uh you know finds that head of the pazuzu statue thing and then later on it's found outside the house somehow which is never really explained fall out of somebody's pocket i guess <laughs> like it just teleported there somehow even though Marin had never been there and we'd True. assume he would still have it mm, yeah i don't know but the idea of just like it picked this young child to make us feel like there's no fucking hope like if someone this sweet and innocent and reagan really was this sweet happy yeah i want a pony you know, yeah, classic. running around and playing tag in the house, like because that's what yeah. she did in the seventies. Like, uh-huh, you can't get me. Let's tussle mom, around, and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, as the mom tackles her to the ground, <laughs> yeah, like slams her against the stairs. Boom! Got you. Tag this. Minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is heartbreaking to see what she goes through. The like, you know, just. It's so sad. It's a twelve-year-old yeah. girl, and you're like, I couldn't imagine having to deal with that. Like, yeah. you know, being. Well, a dad you feel so shit. terrible for the mom by the end of it. Like um, at, in the in the beginning, she's this snooty, rich, you know, lady. But she's by the end, quite it's like, that way through most of the movie, and then yeah. it's almost like she's like, like, fuck off. Oh, 
I know. I'll be all right. <laughs> like, um, okay, so there to help you maybe not be such a snoot. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, when she was standing outside, like, I think on the bridge waiting for him, he's like, oh, I should have told you that I was, wasn't was in uniform. She's yeah. like, yeah, you probably should have. And it's like, yeah. that's what I just said. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> Yeah, she had she had some real snoots going on there for part of that That's movie. Fair. Uh so Karis then hears his mom's voice through Reagan. Uh Marin decides to <laughs> is, Oh Demi. You know, yeah. Demi. 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 Oh come on. Demi. Oh, I need to watch it. The Shining again. It's so good. <laughs> damn, I lie. Oh god, man, we do it every time this comes on. <laughs> if you if you want to hear more of that, yeah, go back Definitely and listen to, to the, the Shining. Shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, man. <laughs> it's probably my favorite thing to say out of anything that's horror related. Just, yeah. oh man. Uh, yep. But Karis uh, is like, fuck this noise, I need to take a break. So Marin uh, decides to go it alone and dies. <laughs> Has a fucking heart attack. Or something. I mean, go. like, they never really say, but Karis walks back in and Marin's just like slumped over oh, on the bed. That's what it was, because like I said, I, ha- I ended up watching this movie in two parts because I was so tired. And I was looking up plot stuff on the movie just to kind of make sure that I had everything. And mm-hmm. on there, it said that he had, it was on Wikipedia. The plot breakdown is that it said that he died of a heart attack. So that's oh, where okay. I that's where I had got that. That makes sense. I mean, that's as good of an explanation as any. I I like I kind of like the idea of it being a mystery. Like yeah. we don't we don't see anything, hear anything, and he walks in and it's like, oh, well, he's dead oh, now. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I I prefer I. Yeah, I prefer that much more to like the actual definition because it's like, was it a heart attack or yeah. did he, did he, he get killed did, by yeah, a demon? Did Pazuzu kill her? The like, devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after seeing this and the mom voice and all this shit, Karis just I. snaps and attacks Regan Pazuzu. Yeah. like enough of this shit start swinging on it and just yeah. beating the shit out of it and it's like oh for a second God. there it's like you know that's a little girl right yeah that's, <laughs> a, yeah, that's a, a preteen there um oh, you're wailing on her like she's a grown man <laughs> but he he does the noble thing sacrifices himself and says take me you know yeah. leave her alone well and even pazuzu says throughout the I think even at the beginning when uh, Karis shows up, he's like, what do you want? And he's like, we want you. Oh. Well, that's Or sucks. something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of it, Karis is like, hey, you want me? Come and fucking get me. Yeah, it's you want this better, bitch? Come and get it. <laughs> better me than this little girl who didn't do anything but want a pony. Yeah. For fuck's sakes. Like, well, that was like when he does that and he's like, ah. And then you can see like the transformation in his face and all that. And then he kind of just like hulks out a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of regains control there for a minute and just books it right out the fucking window. <laughs> I was like, oh, selfless. Yeah. It's an awesome ending. It's almost to the point where I 
wish he didn't show back up in three. Like, mm. I want to see it because it's like, oh, I want to see what happens next. Yeah, but curious, the idea that he died why, yeah. instead of surviving and being in a nut house or whatever, like, yeah, that's cool. But I mean, like, if you think about it, like, if that demon, if you try to, you know, take it onto you and then you try to kill yourself, if you're possessed, you probably aren't going to die <laughs> if you yeah. think about it. Like, they're, like, the demon will find a way to. Yeah. protect you or whatever to continue to be its host. Nice fucking try, Demi. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Demi. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yeah. going anywhere, Demi. <laughs> right? Uh, last thing to cover is, so Regan supposedly doesn't remember anything from all that had happened. Like, she was in a coma and all this shit was going on uh-huh. without her, you know, gaining any any memory of it, which is nice. But then when the other priest, whose name I don't have written down, yeah, I don't shows up, and she sees the collar, it, like, clicks something in her brain, and mm-hmm. she hugs him and kisses him, which I yeah. thought was a really cool scene, because it's like, she might not fully remember what happened, but deep down she knows that a priest saved her. Yeah, exactly. And wanted to show her gratitude, which is awesome. Amen. Namaste. <laughs> That's it for The Exorcist. That was a nice, pretty little demonic possessed bow that we wrapped around that movie. Mm-hmm. And how. And how indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good time, man. Like, if you guys haven't watched this movie, you're it, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Like it yeah. is a it's just it's a slow burn, but good goddamn, does it pay off? It yeah. just quality movie. Well, that's and like I said at the <clears> beginning, <throat> like it's one of those things that is. It's not just a great horror film; it's a great film. Yeah. Like it's one of those when you look at the hundred greatest films you need to see before you die. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of those films. Transcendent. Hmm. Absolutely. Positively. Absolutely. Yes. Hmm. sir hmm. <laughs> so go see it if you can like i said it was on hbo max forever until like a week ago yep and now Fuckers. it's not now you gotta buy it you can buy um i generally buy uh movies through voodoo just because i have an extensive collection on there now yeah and um you can buy the exorcist it's on sale for ten dollars or you can buy the extended version of the movie and it is thirteen dollars also not bad. And that's not probably bad. about how much you'd pay for a, a disc copy. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to get it less from a secondary, but whatever. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to, to watch this. If you like possession movies, this is where they all come from. Yeah, this is the pinnacle. Well, because nothing like this had ever been made before. And it's why it affected so many people so much, is no one had seen this. Mm-hmm. in anything ever before right so like i say any you know you owe your paranormal activities and any ghost movie to yeah. this yeah absolutely all right all right well without much further adia uh, there we it will, is adia uh, <laughs> we will announce the bonus episode oh uh this time we're going a little creepier a little more serious 
and we're going to be talking some true-to-life possession stories. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I kind of thought about it, and I was like, and we, we watch all these horror movies, and some of them, including this one, are technically kind of based on things that actually happened right. to people. So I thought, why not uh, delve into a bunch of uh, actual cases of possessions, and I found a pretty cool site for us to pick off of. And we're going to be doing that next week. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Woo. Woo. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just <around. laughs> Three I'm minutes. Right, right. <laughs> All right. right. Until All then, right. thank you very much for listening. And I've been Justin. I've been Brandon, and before Justin rushes us out oh, here, let me give you... Oh, that's right, all the things that I forgot. No, it's fine. I, I really thought you were going to just sneak in a, a Fraser Crane send-off and be like, thanks for listening. <laughs> then click, and I'm like, I got to go back and edit it out. Um, go so ahead. Yeah, We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. Um, if you enjoy the show, make sure to like, rate, review, all that fun stuff. If you don't, do it as well. Let us know what it is you like, what it is you don't what you need, what you don't need, all that fun jazz. You hmm. can reach us on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. Uh, we have a page and a group. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore pod. Our email address is Pod and Gore Podcast at gmail.com. Is it Pod and Gore Podcast? Or I no, know. I think it's just Pod and... I'm brain farting tonight. Um, good thing I can kind of look this up in real time. It's just podandgore.gmail.com. There is no podcast in there. Sorry, sorry, listeners, if you're still listening. Um, yeah, you can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. We are on the Slasher app at Podgore Podcast. Um, there is no shortage of ways to talk to us, mm-hmm. interact with us, let us know this, that, or the other. Um, but as Justin was alluding to previously... We want to thank you again for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.